These recorders are only made for like Magidishian. That's what they're made for. All right. Okay. So, um, okay. So, think about what mitzvah to learn to learn this week. So, again, we're not going based on any particular sefer. So, it's a little bit free range. So, I want to think about something related to the parsha, maybe. So, you know, a, a major sugya that the parsha parsha Vates is revolving around mm-hmm. is the mitzvah chasana. Yaakov Avinu marrying. He's trying to marry Rachel. He's to marry Leah. He marries Rachel. Bill and Zilpah. He's a lot of chasanas. Not only is there the Indian of getting married in the parsha, we also have a reference to Sheva Brachas, interestingly enough, right? So the Pasik says that when Yaakov Avinu marries, um, again, he thinks it's Rachel, ends up being it was Leah, so he confronts Lavan about what happened. So Lavan says, We don't do things like that, you know, we're very, we're very yasher by our place. So you can only marry the yasher sister, marry the older sister, so I tricked you into, into doing that. So, so it says in Pasuk, so he says like this, Malay Shavua Zais, wait out the week, wait a week, and then you'll be able to marry Rachel, and so on, and then you'll, you'll commit yourself to work for another seven years. The Yas Yaakov Cain, Vayimali Shavua Zais, he waits a week, Rachel, and he marries Rachel. What's this week? So Rashi brings down, Shavua Shal, what is this week? That's Shavu Brachas. It's interesting. So again, to say that there's a mitzvah midaraisa of Sheva Brachas that, that we don't have, but it's definitely referenced as a minig that goes back already to the times of uh, Tanakh, and even by Goy, there's such a name Sheva Brachas. So I figured maybe it will be appropriate to learn about the sugya of the mitzvah of getting married, and specifically how we sort of can view this mitzvah from the perspective of maybe Sheva Brachas, and then uh, we'll see from there you know, where it takes us. And again, uh, as, as we've seen in previous mitzvahs, when you get to the panemis of it, it's one. It, the the panemis of, of of the mitzvah opens it up to a much more expansive, um, uh, much more expansive territory to be, to fulfill. So, the mitzvah of getting married, you, as a Hashem person does that, as a Hashem only once, and Shem brachas uh, is only once and finished. But again, when you get into the panemis of it, it's a, it's an ongoing mitzvah, and um, you know, and it's something that a person can fulfill even within themselves, as we'll see. Okay, so we'll begin like this. So the Maramukam number one you have is a tour in Ebenezer, Simon Pei Beis. This is talking about, it's in the, in the mitzvah, in the context of Hilcha Sheva Brachas. So the, the, the tour writes like this. It's talking about, as, as we know, again, the basic, the basic uh, Seder Dvarim we're familiar with. Gets married. So the Sheva Brachas by the Chasim, by the Chuppah itself, okay, by the Nesuin. And then you have a week of uh, what we call Sheva Brachas, right? Every, every Suda that takes place during that week. So there's a mitzvah of, of Sheva Bracha, Simchas Chasanatal. So the tour writes the following thing. So if it happens sometimes, it's a mistake, where the Chasan and Kala, let's say they get married uh, in a certain area, in one city, and then after the Chasana, they go to a new location, and it takes days of traveling. So they're not having any special meals, and there's no Sheva Bracha going on while they're traveling. They're literally in horse and wagon for days and so on. And eventually they get to their destination. So, so says the Torah, okay, so uh, there's not going to be Shavrachas while they're traveling. They're traveling on their own and it's, uh, you know, just having, you know, potato chips on the way. But eventually when they get to their destination, that's when they can make Shavrachas. That's what the Torah says. Now, the question that the Acharim deal with is, one second, how long is this traveling period? Like, what are we talking about over here? So, in Marmokka number two, the Beis Yosef, on the tour, says the following comment, Davar Pashadu. 
that it's obvious, it must be, that Dahainu Davka Taich Shiva, that when, when, the, when the tour says that they're traveling after the Chasana, and wherever, you know, the traveling is however long, however long it is, and eventually when they get to the destination, that's when you start Shiva Brachas, right? Obviously, says the Beis Yosef, that means that it's still within seven days of the Chasana. So the traveling was two days, three days, whatever it is, and, and wherever they get their destination, they could actually have Yishavadas and Simcha. So that's when the Chiv of Shavrachas kicks in, but it has to be within the time frame of literally seven days of Chasana. So if they travel, huh? But the Chiv is that they went somewhere else still? So even though it's right, even though they went somewhere else, that's the Pashas, we went somewhere else, it's not the same city, and there was a little bit of a Hefzik Uzman between the, the Chasana and the beginning of, of Shavrachas. But Al Kopanim says of Yosef, it has to be within seven days. If it's ready after seven days, it's ready Avrzmanai Batl Karbonai. So says the Beis Yosef again. Davar Pashidhu, Dainu Davka Teich Sheva. This is within seven. Ugedetanya, as we see in the Gemara Ksuvis, Mavarchin Birchas Chasanim Teich Zayin. That Shav Brachas, as the name indicates, it's seven seven Brachas within seven days. Avalachas Sheva. But if they traveled, you know, let's say again, the Chasan is whatever it is after the Chasan, they start traveling, and it's. Mamish, uh, eight days worth of travel, so even if they never made Shavu Brachas yet, after the Chuppah, still, if by the time they settle down somewhere to be able to have a, a, a meal of Shavu Brachas, it's already after seven days, so finished. So he says, even if all they did was Shavu Brachas by the Chuppah itself, because that, that, there's no reason not to, so Sagi, okay, that's what they did. You don't make uh, Shavu Brachas after seven days of the Chasana. After the Chasana. It says, the reason why I'm even mentioning this, even though it sounds like Pashat, there are those that disagree. So I just want to make the point clear that the tour does not mean that they've traveled, you know, from the time of the Chuppah, that they traveled uh, for two weeks, and after two weeks they're finally at their destination, and now begin Shavu Brachas. No, no, no. When the tour says that they travel and then they can begin Shav Brachas, it means within the window of what seven days. Ah, so who are the Chalkim? So the Beis doesn't say the name of the Chalkim. When they begin, they do another seven days? Or still it would be within days. that seven days, according to the Beis till the end of that the seven days. Till the end of seven days. So that, that's, your, that's your window. That's your window. Now says the tour, Marmok, uh, the Taz, I'm sorry, Marmok number three. So the Taz disagrees. The Taz, listen, he came after the Beis so he's not someone that the Beis Yosef is referring to as Yesh Cholkin, but Lamaisa the Taz does disagree. The Taz says, no, The Torah is talking about again. The scenario is, yeah, the Chasana was made in a particular location, and obviously they made the, 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 the Chuppah there, with Shavu Brachas by the Chuppah, but there was no meal that was made with Shavu Brachas yet. Right after the chuppah, they began traveling to another city. And this is when the tour is talking about Shasham, wherever they get to their destination, they make Shavu Brachas, they begin Shavu Brachas there. And says the Taz, this applies even after seven days. This applies even after seven days, not like the Beis Yasef, even if their traveling was for two weeks, three weeks, four, whatever it is. But, you know, and, and it's way after literally seven days of the Chasana, wherever they get to their destination, 
Assuming Shavu Brachas hasn't begun yet, listen, once you start Shavu Brachas, you can't just... I, I made a v'chul, I was doing this quickly, but then you take a look at the Taz, he t- says this Mufurish, and says the Taz that this is that that there is a, sim- a scenario where you have a similar situation like this, where Shavu Brachas, the seven days of, of Shavu Brachas, kick in, maybe even way after the Chas. What's the example of this? This is similar to a case where we have in Halacha, the Meis Karav Shal Chasen, Ayavav. Let's say you have a situation of where the chasana takes place, but lo'aleinu, the chasana is in Shiva, where the chasana is, uh, is in Avela, so a close relative passed away. The dinos, what's the halacha? He gets married, so obviously he gets married, that's, that's not going to be the issue, he gets married. But in terms of Shavu Brachas, Shanai Gavils Bresha, first he keeps the halachas of Avelos, and after Avelos is over, that's when they do Shavu Brachas. The same thing over here. I, by the time Avelis is over, it's already after Shavu, after seven days of the Chasana. Okay, so Shavu Rachas is pushed off. Shavu Rachas is pushed off. We have Shiva, and then after Shiva, they begin Shavu Rachas. So says the Taz, it's the same thing over here. They're traveling, 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 and eventually, wherever they, they set up shop, that's when they begin Shavu Rachas. Yeah, right. We're not talking, once you start Shavu Rachas, right, once you start the, 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 the seven day partying, you know what I mean? Then you don't have the opportunity just to say, okay, we're taking a break for three weeks. It doesn't work like that. But in terms of this, this big mitzvah of Shavu Brachas, you know, again, it doesn't have to start right away. It doesn't have to start right away. In other words, what the Taz is, is pointing to, and again, that you see from the case of, of Avelis, in that case of Avelis, Let's put it this way. One of the one of the, the basic arguments that I guess you would be able to make for the Beis Yosef would be, listen, the whole idea of Shabrachas is Simchas Chasim Lekala. Well, you know, you can only fulfill that mitzvah, Simchas Chasim Lekala, at a time where people are still excited at the wedding. So if, if it's uh, three weeks later, it's old news. It's old news. So it's not going to be so geschmack anymore. Well, says the Taz, well, one second. I mean, by Avelis also, it's old news. And still you can fulfill Shabrachas. So clearly that's not the issue. That's not the issue. So says, says the Taz, okay, so there, the, when a person gets married, there's a mitzvah of Shavu so having a week of celebration. When do you fulfill that week of celebration? So reason makdim la mitzvahs, so you should do it as soon as possible, but if you can't do it as soon as possible, either because there's some issue of Adelos, or stam, practically the people are traveling and they can't fulfill the mitzvah quickly, you know, as soon as possible. So they, they, they do it later. In other words, the way the Taz is thinking of it, which is very simple, is that a person that gets married, there's a mitzvah to rejoice. There's a mitzvah on them to rejoice. There's a mitzvah on others to rejoice in them. There's a mitzvah of Shavu That's what Shavu Rachas is. When do you fulfill that mitzvah? Again, as soon as possible. If you can't do it right away, so you do it later. Whatever it is. That's the, that's the idea. Now the Beis Yosef is, is, is thinking of this in different ways, in, in a different angle. Now let me explain where the Beis Yosef is coming from, and then we'll see other sources to give it a little bit of a better uh, definition and depth to it. So the Beis Yosef is looking at this as not like a mitzvah that is on the person and you do it as soon as possible. If you can't do it now, you do it in a month from now, it's all good. The Beis Yosef understands, think of it like a yantif. This is a certain zman. This is the zman where there is simcha, where you ha- where there's simcha th- th- that week has been defined as a time of simcha and the obligation of the chasen and kali the obligation of everyone involved is to participate in the simcha that's been established so listen when it comes to avelus when it comes to avelus 
that that means that the, the, the this designated time as being a time that's been defined as a time of simcha has been pushed off clearly because this time of you know of shiva cannot be a time of simcha so that's certainly a situation of where the designated period of simcha has been pushed off but if it's just a matter of convenience like the guys are traveling or not that doesn't change the time itself in other words the point of the Beis Yosef, as we're going we're gonna to see more about this in a moment, is that there are two different ways to look at, at, at Shavu Baruch's time of Vachasana. Is it, is the Pshat, when we have this mitzvah simcha, 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 which is certainly fulfilled with Shavu Baruch's, is the idea that the people that are getting together are the ones generating the simcha. In other words, we're, we're creating the simcha. There's a, and, the, and the mitzvah on everyone is to generate that simcha, is to create that joy. Okay, so the mitzvah is to create that joy. That's one option. Or, no, no, they're not creating the joy. The joy has been set. There's been a certain time period that's been defined as a time of simcha. And what's our obligation as people? Our obligation as people is to participate in that simcha that's already been established by the Torah. So the Torah has decided that this time period is a zman of simcha. It's like a yontif. It's man So by yontif, for example, this time has been designated as a time of joy. What's your personal obligation? Shtaltzu. Your personal obligation is to participate in that joy. But it's not just a matter of like the Rebbe says, just be happy. There's, there's, there's simcha that's been infused in this period of time and you have to relate to it. So when it comes to a chasana, how do we look at it? Is it, is it an obligation on the people to be happy and to create simcha. Okay, it's like uh, shaking with an esrog, putting on tefillin. Okay, so it's a mitzvah to be happy. In that case, the, so when is the designated time period to do this? I don't know, whenever. As, as the reason I'm giving the mitzvah, I should do it as soon as possible. If I can't do it right now, either because of Avelos or because I'm traveling, okay, then I do it later. It's just an, it's a mitzvah on the person to be happy. If it's just a mitzvah on you to be happy, regardless of the time period as being the source of that joy. The source of the joy is you. So okay, so whenever you can make that happiness, you make that happiness. If it's right away, it's good. If not, then you do it later also. You're the one that's generating the joy. And therefore, the Taz looks at it in such a way that the simcha, the mitzvah of simcha, is a mitzvah that's not only, it, 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 it's the simcha is being generated by the people. We are the ones that are obligated to create this joyful this joyful experience. When are we obligated to do this? I mean, obviously, as soon as possible. If you could do it as soon as possible, great. If, you, if, if as soon as possible is three weeks from now, then it's three weeks from now. But according to Beis Yosef, it's not the shot that you as a person are obligated to generate joy. No, no, no. There's a time period that's been designated as man simcha schasim dekal. It's been designated, this is the time of simcha. What's your obligation? To participate in that joy then it's not up to you to decide when that zman is. If there's been extenuating circumstances like, like, like a zman of Avelos, then okay, that, that means that this zman is not the zman of Simcha. But as long as there's not a zman of Avelos that's been put into this zman, then this zman, the first seven days after the chas, and that is zman, that's zman Simcha's chas v'lekala. And your obligation is not just to rejoice, your obligation is to, to you know, sort of, you know, to go to that party. But the party has already been set. If the chas and the kal are, are, are traveling for three weeks, and they eventually land somewhere, you know, three weeks later, I'm sorry, but the zman simchasenu has already passed. It's like a person wanting to fulfill the mitzvah simchas simchas uh, yantif on sukkis. 
but he's been traveling on Sukkot, so he only uh, gets off the boat somewhere already, uh, you know, Hanukkah time. So you, you know what? But listen, I missed Zman Simchasenu by Sukkot. I'll be Makaim Zman Simchasenu. You can't do that. Why? Because the mitzvah was never just be happy. The mitzvah was, there's a Zman Simchasenu, and that Zman Simchasenu has a certain time period. Obviously, it's a Zman Simchasenu. The mitzvah is, participate in that. <laughs> you missed out on the participation. Maybe, maybe for good reason, but Lamaisa, you, you, can't, you can't make that up. So the question is, how do we view the mitzvah of Simchas Chasim Nakal? When Chasim Nakal get married, there's certainly a mitzvah on them and on the whole chevra to be besimcha. Is that just a mitzvah on the people to generate joy? Be joyful, go be happy, you know, celebrate. Okay, when do I have to celebrate? As soon as possible. There's no specific time period and say, oh, this is the time of Simcha. The mitzvah is to be, to be besimcha for seven days. When, when, did that seven, when, when does that seven-day celebration kick in? Whenever I'm able to. Or, no, 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 that's not the way to view it. When a person gets married, it's like it, that time of seven days now becomes the time of Simcha. And the mitzvah is just like Yantif. Be besimcha during Zman Simcha Sein. So that, that, that's your window. If you, if you miss that window, you missed it. If there's extenuating circumstances undermining the ability of that time of seven days to be defined as Mansim Chasenu, because the Chasen or Kal are in Avelis, okay, then that time cannot be designated as Mansim Chasenu. But if there's no extenuating circumstances like that, that means the Zman Simchas Chasen Rakal, the Zman Simchasenu, has been designated as those first seven days. You missed that opportunity because you've been traveling, maybe for good reason, but Lamaisa, you missed it. So what we have to, so that, that's the idea. What we have to investigate now is why would Chazal view it like this in the world of the Beis Yosef? That when a person gets married, it's not just there's a mitzvah on the, on the people participating to make a party. The idea is that it's been established by the Torah that this is the time of joy, just like a yantif. And we, and, as the, and, the, and the participants, the chasenakal and the people, have to sort of uh, uh, participate and, uh, and relate to that joy that's already been established by Hashem. Why would, why, why, what does that tell us about, about the Nino of Chasana? Why is it like that? If, I, if you were to ask me, I would say the simple thing is, Chasana got to get married, so there's a mitzvah to be happy. No. The time period has been defined as a time of simcha, just like a yantif, and your obligation is to sort of relate to it. Uh, why? There's not, the simple explanation, the simple, I think, understanding would be, person gets married, there's a mitzvah to be joyful. So you create the joy. When do you create it? The, the, you create it for seven days. When, when, do you, when do you fulfill that? Okay, as soon as possible. So why, what, what, why, why is the Beis Yosef, what's compelling the Beis Yosef to view Simchas Chasim Nakala, the Chasana, Chasim Nakala getting married, and the Simcha that's related to that in a Yontif, in a Yontif mindset, where there's a Zman of Simcha that's already predestined and preset, and the question is just to relate to that. Why? Why do they view it like that? Could this be compared to Avelis at all? Just because you mentioned Avelis, like someone died, there's this man Avelis. That time, it's a mitzvah for someone to be. You could, yeah, it could be related to that as well. It could be related to that as well. So we'll see. Maybe you come. Right, it gets pushed off. Right, same idea. It's a zman. It's a zman time. But this is supposed to. don't push this off. It's an absolute. No, but the con- the concept being the concept being that the zman of simcha for chasmakala is a it's a time period that's been designated by the Torah as zman simchasena. Yontev is zman simchasena for Klal Yisrael, and uh, seven days after a chasana, that zman 
Simchaseinu for those that are participating in the wedding, those that are that are that are shaykh to the wedding. That's that's their zman simchaseinu. So in that way, it's. Uh, and the question is, if that that's zman even if it's connected to the wedding, but there are maybe circumstances where that moves, like by shiva. Right. So right in that case, that time so period. Would, the other way also. No. So so it's true that if there's <clears> if there is a overriding defining factor of the zman like avelus, then yeah, the zman simchaseinu will move to a different. Time period a little bit after, like after Avelis. But again, it's not that, that designated time period of Zman Simchasein is not going to move just because of a matter of convenience, because mm-hmm. Chazan Kal are traveling. You understand? So it, that's where the base Yisra is coming from. Uh, you want to tell me that the, that the Zman Simchasein cannot exist while the Chazan is in Shiva? I get that. But to say that the Zman Simchasein doesn't exist because they're traveling on a train, uh, you know. Yeah, you see, Shiva moves also. Huh? See that Avelis also moves. He defined it the same way. Because it's on the other side, right? Avelis, he died on Chalavi, buried him in Chalavi. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but no. So no, obviously, when you have no, when you have two two different defining, you know, two different, uh, you know. Um, uh, you know, to define as man. So obviously they can't they can't coexist yet. One has to give in to the other. But again, uh, the idea is that it's as man that's being defined. Okay, so let, 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 let's move on to other inyanim, and then we'll we'll see where this comes from. Simon pay or you space? I can't find it. Simon pay base. Simon pay base. Yeah. So number four. Okay. The Gemara Ksubis says like this. Now we're just going to go through a few random ha'aris when it comes to chasim, and we'll see where it takes us. Mark Subis, Staf Yudzayin Amin Aleph says like this: Om Rab Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Om Rab Yoynesen. Shmuel Nachmani said the name of Rab Yoynesen. Motor lestakel b'fnei kala kol sheva. That by the chasna and during sheva brachas, it is permitted for a man to look at the face of the kala. Kedei lechavel baila, in order that the husband should be more proud of his wife, that he sees the men looking at her and admiring her beauty, so it makes him feel feel better. That's what Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani said in the name of Rabbi Yonason. But says the Gemara, "Vales elchus say." Now we don't we don't hold like that. We don't hold like that. Okay, so we don't hold like such a thing. But the Rishonim deal with this, and it's a peldigazach that Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani and Rabbi Yonason should say such a thing that you be allowed to look to gaze at the beauty of a kala during Shavu Brachas for the purposes of a husband uh, having pride in his wife. Listen, I mean, there are things that are like uh, tznius that are, you know, cultural, and then there are things that are halacha. There's a whole simon in Shulchan Aruch talking about halachas of of of, uh, of kedushas kedushas of, of watching one's eyes, and it's not just something that's a nice ideal, nice idea or, a, or an ideal type of thing in certain communities. It's halacha mufreshes. According to many Rishonim, there's an iser medaraisa for a person to go out of his way to gaze at an ashes ish. The nerva, right? And Hesha's ish to still look at her beauty. I am looking at her beauty for my for the husband to take nice cheshbainus lamaisa to to gaze at uh, at the face of an erva for the purposes of appreciating her beauty. Why do you want to appreciate her beauty? It's it's a pel de gazach. There's mamashi serum that come with that. And afal pikein, Rabbi Yonason is saying it's mutter for the sake of lechavel uh, baila. So the Rishonim already has such a thing. So we we don't hold like less hilchos like I said. The Gemara says we don't hold like such a thing. You can't do that. But afal po- Yeah, yeah, lestakels mamish to mamish to gaze, mamish to gaze to focus. So this is the pel. The Rishonim asks, how could it be such a thing? How how could we understand the heter of being mestakel with nekala? Even if it's lechavel baila, but to be matter isur deraisa of looking at uh, at an erva for her beauty. That's a palace. That's a number two that uh, the Rishonim deal with. Okay.
Maramukah number five. Another Gemara. Also in the Gemara Ksubis over there. Yudzayin, it's a whole Gemara talking about the Lachas of Shevrachas and Sinchus Chasmakal and Chasmah. So Gemara says like this. Ton Rabbanon. Another Halacha. Mavirnes HaMais Bofnei HaKala. Let's say you have a situation of where you have, it's a, okay, you have two, um, two groups of, of people that are converging on one one particular street, and there's not enough room for both parties to travel. So some one chaver have to let the other chaver go first. One group is going for the purpose with a chasana kala, you know, to, to, to a, for a chasana, and the other one is levoy sames. So you have these two big mitzvahs that are uh, that are you know coming to the same the same uh, fork in the road, whatever it is. And so the question is, which chabura has kedima? Which one goes first? Covered for the mace or covered for the chasen and kal. So says the Gemara, Ma'virnes ha-meis, mufnei kal. That the one that goes first is the chasen and kal. The covered for chasen and kal takes precedent over the covered of the mace. V'zeh v'zeh mufnei melch Yisrael. But both of them are pushed off before the covered of a melech Yisrael. So if let's say you have the, the entourage of a melech and he's going to a certain spot, and at the same time, there's a chasen and kal traveling along with their entourage as well, so or Levaya as well. So the the melech takes precedent. And that's the gemara. Amru olav al agripas hamelech. Yet the gemara says, even though that's technically the true the, the the halacha that the king comes first, it was said about agripas hamelech sheavram lofnei kala that he he was Michael and he backed off and he would usually allow the chasen nekala to go before him. V'shavchu chachamim and the chachamim praised that agripas for this. That's the gemara. Says the gemara that was I guess the tradition. That's the Brisa. Says the Gemara Shavchua, they would praise him. Mechal the Shaprov, it means he did the right thing. The Ha'amar of Ashi, that doesn't make any sense. It's very nice, uh, a nice thought that he had, that he wants to be Michael on his covet to allow the Chazim and Kal to go first. But Ha'amar of Ashi, Ravashi said, Afilu Mandomer Nasi, Shemachal Kvayde Kvayde Machal. The Allah is, even a Nasi, who's the leader of the Jewish people, who was Michael in his covet, maybe he could be Michael. But Melech Shemachal Kvayde ain't Kvayde Machal. The Melech is not allowed to be Michael in his covet. So it's very nice that Agribus wants to allow the Chasim and Kal first. Lamaisa, he's the Melech, and he doesn't have the right to be Michael in his covet. Dhamar Mar, and the source of this is the Pasuk, says, Saim Tasim Alecha Melech, that you, you have to place the Melech upon you. Shetei Masay Alecha, in other words, that even the king doesn't have the right to remove his. His, uh, his, uh, you know, uh, sense of, of covet and yira over the people. It's, uh, it's a mitzvah from the Torah finished. He can't be Michael on his covet. So says the Gemara. So what does the Brisa mean that Agrippus Hamelach would allow the Chassan and Kal to go first? So maybe he did that. Maybe he did the wrong thing. But says the Brisa Shabchud that they praised him. Why would they praise him for doing that? So says the Gemara. Precious Drachem Hava. You're right. Technically. You can't do that. The king should not be allowed to do that. The reason why he did it and the Chacham praised him is because precious Racham having what he did was he didn't just stand and allow the Chassan Kal to go first. He took a side route. He took a side street. And so the people in his entourage, it's not clear that he was taking the side street to allow the Chassan Kal to go on the main road. Maybe he wanted to take the strategy because he likes the side street. So it wasn't so obvious that he's being Michael and his covet. So the Mela, he really he was allowing the Chassan to go first, but it wasn't a clear, you know, uh, you know, expression of their covet over mine. That's why they praised him. That's the um, that's the Gemara in Ksubis. Okay. Now, <coughs> what's interesting is is that there's another Gemara in Saita that also has a similar back and forth, 
but with a different conclusion. The Gemara Saita says the following halacha, that with uh, the mitzvah of, let's say, the mitzvah of hakel, right? So the mitzvah of hakel is on the sukkahs after a Shemitah, so there's a whole assembly of Klai Yisrael, and there's a whole inning that the king reads from the Sefer Torah in the Vesemekosh. So the Gemara says that technically for that mitzvah, the king uh, sits. The king sits, and the Sefer Torah is brought before him, and he sits and he reads for Klai Yisrael, he's the king. Says the Gemara Saita, but Agrippus Hamelach, when he would read from the Sefer Torah, he would stand up. He would stand up. V'shavchu, the same, the same language, the writer says, and they would praise him for such a thing, that he let go of his covet for the covet of the Torah. Okay? Asks the Gemara, Shavchu, what do you mean? Melech shemach al-kvaidai, and kvaidimach. It's a similar background. And over there, it says the Gemara, no, no, mitzvah shiny. Mitzvah shiny. A melech can't be meichel in his covet, stamazai. But if he's over there, Agrippus was being Michael in his covet for, to be Makai in the midst of covet atara. That certainly is okay. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the Gemara in Saita, the Gemara says, Amelch, even though usually can be Michael, it's a, it, it's a good thing. He should be Michael for the sake of, of the midst of covet atara. Over here, when it came to the midst of chasen, it's also a mitzvah. Over there, the Gemara doesn't have that answer. The Gemara says, you're right, really, it was only because like, he took a side route and so it wasn't noticeable, so he got away with it. What's the what's the difference between the two of the Gemaras? Why there, why one second? Why does the Gemara in Saita may, seem to indicate that a king is allowed to be Michael for the sake of the mitzvah of Kavra Taira, but the Gemara in Ksubis seems to indicate that a king cannot be Michael for the sake of the mitzvah of Kavit and uh, uh, a That's the question. So it's like this: if you take a look at Maramukha number six, the Ritva, the Ritva raises this issue and he makes a, a very logical distinction. So again, the Ritva is going on the Gemara Ksubis, talking about the Chassan and Kala, which again indicates that the king is not allowed to be Michael, right? even for the sake of the mitzvah of the Chassan and Kala. What do we see from here? That to be Michael from the king's covet, even for the sake of a mitzvah like Chassan and Kala, you're not allowed to do that, right? And the Gemara's only way to explain that Gripus was because he took a side street and it wasn't noticeable, right? That's the Gemara Ksubis. Ah, mitzvah shiny. I the Gemara Saita that says a king, it was it was it was appropriate for him to be Michael in his covet for the sake of covet hatayra, which is a mitzvah. So he says hasim who look covet hatayra. Over there, you're right. It's not just a matter of like mitzvah. If it's for a mitzvah, it's mutter. You have to think what mitzvah we're talking about. So the mitzvah that we're talking about over there is a mitzvah of honoring the tyra. Honoring the tyra, he says sha'afa melchayiv lasas la covet. That's something that the melch himself is also mechayiv to do. So the king honoring, honoring the Torah, which is honoring the Rabbanish Lailam, right? that's not something that's, that's unbecoming for the king's covet. It's one thing, if he's honoring someone that's lesser than him, that's, then that's an issue of, okay, he, he wants to honor this person, but at the same time, by him honoring this person, he's being poigim, he's damaging his own covet. But over there in the Gemara Saita, who is he honoring? He's honoring the Rabbanu Shloylam. The Rabbanu Shloylam, by honoring the Rabbanu Shloylam, doesn't take away from your own... The Rabbanu, everyone agrees the Rabbanu is above you. So that's fine. But over here in our Gemara and Ksubis, who is he honoring? A and Kala. The covet of Chassan and Kala are regular people, regular citizens. Chassan and it's not the Melech, right? So over there, by honoring the Chassan and Kala, automatically it's being pagan in the king's covet. That's the obvious distinction. So it's not just a matter of if it's a mitzvah, it's mutter. What mitzvah are we, are we dealing with? A mitzvah which, by fulfilling this mitzvah, is being pagim in the covet of the melech or not? 
by the case of 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 Saita, by honoring the Torah, which is honoring the Rabbanu doesn't uh, that's not a pagam in my covet. I'm not honoring someone lesser than me. I'm honoring someone higher than me. That's the Rabbanu But by the case of Chasen Kel, I'm honoring someone that's taka that's taka less than me, and that's a pagam in my covet. That's what the the Ritva says. Hasim will covet a Torah. Shafa Melachai vlasis la covet. Mashenkin bezu, mashenkin. In the case of the Gemara Ksubis, the Kfoi the Adif mikavet kulam. The king's honor, he's in a higher position than the Chasen Akala. So by honoring the Chasen Akala, it's taking away from the covet of the Melch, and that he's not allowed to do. That's the distinction of the Ritva. Okay. Would you say that that also would be that in a certain way he always has a mitzvah to give cover to the Bayer but he doesn't have a mitzvah to give cover to the He can't, right. In other words, the, 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 the Melech cannot be required to give cover to a Chassan Akala because their covet is undermining his covet. So and he's not, and, and then he's not. A, it's not right. It means the, the specific mitzvah over there is something that's appropriate to him, and it doesn't. You know, it's not a. It's not. It's not a. By him honoring the Torah is not a violation of of his own dignity as a melech. <laughs> Even a melech has a higher authority over him. But by him honoring a chassan and kala, that's 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 taking away from his covet as a melech because he's honoring someone that on the societal totem pole is beneath him. And so that's taken away from his cover. Okay, that's an that's an obvious distinction. The problem is, and again, I'm not saying it's the world's biggest cash in the world, but in Marmukah number 7, we're not going to go through this inside, it's a little bit complicated, but the Shittu Mekubetzes in Mesechus Ksubis brings down a Rebbeinu Yaina, and Rebbeinu Yaina says, you know what? The truth is, you're right. The, the Agrippus HaMelech, just as Agrippus technically did the right thing by honoring the Torah, by the case of Kriya by standing up, he did 100% the right thing, and it's, and it's appropriate for him to give honor to the Chassan and Kala too. I, why does the Gemara and Ksuvah say, uh, he's not allowed to be Michael, it's, it's a terrible thing, and he only was allowed to do it because it was a side street? Says Rabbi Yonah, interesting. He said, Rabbi Yonah says that to praise Agrippus for something that can be misunderstood by people, that his, his, the problem with Agrippus was not that he gave cover to the Chassan and Kala, it's Gavaldic. It's Gavaldic that he did that. The problem is, other people seeing that, are going are gonna to think less of the king because of that. And so the dignity of the king might be diminished in other people's eyes, albeit for the wrong reason, because people should realize that giving covet to the chassan and kala is, is not pogim in the covet of the melech, but people th- might m- make mistakenly think that it will. And so because of that, it was inappropriate for Agribus to do it. And to that, the Gemara says, uh, it was a side street, so it wasn't noticeable to other people. But technically speaking, says Rebbein Yaina, you're right. Just as the Gemara in, 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 in Saitis says that it's 100% appropriate for a king to let go, you know, to, to give covet to the Torah, although he's a melech, so too, it's 100% appropriate for a king to give covet to a chazan akala, even though he's a melech. I, the, the Gemara says the only issue by the chazan akala is that other people watching this might not uh, you know, appreciate what was going on and might not realize, maybe, maybe they don't even realize it's a chazan akala. Who knows? They might not realize what's going on and, and to them they'll get the wrong message. But technically speaking, in a vacuum, in a bubble, the king, ha- just as the king says in the Gemara, in Sa- in the Gemara Saita, for sure has the right and it's recommended and it's even the right thing to do to give cover to the Torah, so too it's the right thing to do for him to give cover to the Chassan Akal. That's Rebbe Yoyna. The problem, one second, the problem is, is that the logic of the Ritva is very, very sound. How could the Rebbe Yoyna is saying that just like by giving cover to the Torah that's appropriate for the king, so too giving cover to the Chassan Akal is appropriate for the king. I don't get it. The Ritva's logic was very, very solid. Giving cover to the Torah doesn't 
take away from the covet of the Melech. He's honoring an entity that's higher than him, the Rabbanu Shalom. But when it comes to Achas and Akala, who's he honoring? He's honoring someone that's beneath him. Honoring someone beneath him automatically takes away from his position of Ema and Yira. He's, he's lessening his position of authority on Kla Yisrael by honoring someone that's less than him. Which is exactly what the Ritva, the Ritva's point, right? That in the Gemara and Saita, he was allowed to do it because honoring, you know, honoring the Torah which is above you doesn't take away from your covet for people less than you. But honoring the Chassan Kal which is less than you certainly is probably giving your covet. So how is Rabbeinu? But Rabbeinu doesn't ignores that logic. Rabbeinu says, no, no, no. Just as giving covet to the Torah is completely um, mutter and appropriate, so to giving covet to Chassan Akal is also mutter and appropriate. Why? Rechardar Ritva makes a very solid distinction. That again, giving covet to the Torah doesn't take away from the, the Melch's covet vis-a-vis the people. Because why, why should it? He's honoring... Every, the people shouldn't uh, think less of the king if he's honoring their... Their, their Rebbe higher than the king. But by him giving covet to someone beneath him in stature, like and Akala, then that's something that's probably given his covet. That's a, a simple disca- distinction, yeah. One, one second, he, he is, he's a kind. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why, why is it not halach that like, you yeah, have should, to? Yeah. I'm not sure. I guess Akkadei Kach... Maybe we're not mechayiv it, but certainly if he if he goes with that covet, it's not a you know it's not a pagam, it's not a pagam. Yeah. Since the Rebbeinu is holding that the covet component is not really from the from the side of perspective, it's the side of the kubul of of who's of how is covet perceived. So that that's basically just so in perception. But here's the but here's the nakuda though. But in, in terms of perception, it's the same thing. It, it, again, the, the idea is that the, the, the melech has a certain amount of covet and ema that he has to represent. He has to represent. So as long as if he's doing something which diminishes his position of authority over the people, that's that's something that's inappropriate. But by him, so by him honoring someone that's less than him, that's taking away his posture of authority. That's that's, but but him honoring uh, a power that's above him that doesn't take away from his authority over people less than him, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, in this circumstance, Rabbeinu Yehuda is anyway utilizing the, the tariffs. Basically, the public didn't perceive it because it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, but, but but he's saying, but even in a vacuum, in a vacuum, it's 100 percent mutter for the king to give cover to the chassan akala. Why? By him giving cover to the chassan akala again, he's lessening his. He, he's, it's not a matter of just so people. Be'etzem. He, he, he's. Oh, so that's the difference between the Ritva. The Ritva. Yeah, so we say Rabbin. Essentially, that covet is not a no, but, but again, if, but, but, no, but by him bowing and, and, and submitting uh, to a chasen and kala, it means, it means that, and, and for that moment, in that, in that way, exactly. he's taking away some of his ema and authority over the people by, by submitting right. to them. That, that's a problem. If he blames it on a what? He's but he's saying that so it's okay. But but, but right. you can't. You know. It, you're saying it's, why it's, doesn't he just say there's no mitzvah? No, 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 no. You can't. Well, the Ritzvah is saying a pasuk dechilik, and the Rebbeinu is ignoring again. You know. Okay. Another problem. Again, you'll see once the answer comes how things uh, are brought together. Nice. You'll see. Our mark number eight. Sigmar Ksubis Yud Zayim So it's a nice. Sigmar says Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak was by Chasana. And it says Merakid Atlas. Rishon Yisrael was dancing before the Chassan and Kala, and he was uh, like juggling. He was juggling uh, Hadassim and so on. He was juggling. So Amr Abzera 
So Rezeira said, Kamachsef Lan Saba, that, that uh, Rishmol Yitzchak is embarrassing us. He's not much embarrassing us. He's a Talmud Chacham. Rishmol Barav Yitzchak is an Ambaira. And by him, you know, dancing like this before Chazan Akal, it, it, you know, it, it lessens the dignity of the Chachamim. It's not so nice. Okay, that, that sort of, Rezeira obviously felt that it was inappropriate. So it says the Gemara, Kinoch Nafsheh, when Rishmol Bar Yitzchak was Nifter though, Ivsik Amuda Denoira Ben Yidei Lukuleyama. What happened was by the Levaya of Rishmol Bar Yitzchak, a pillar of fire descended to sort of escort the, uh, you know, to escort Rishmol Bar Yitzchak by the Levaya, and it separated between <coughs> the Aaron of Rishmol Bar Yitzchak and everyone else, this pillar of fire. So it says the Gemara Ugamiri, and the tradition was, the way Avsik Amuda Denoira, that such a thing, such a phenomenon, does not happen. Once in a generation, twice in a generation. So Amr Abzeira, so Abzeira sees this, and he says, Obviously the shtus, the, uh, the narishkeit, the belittling of his covet that he did by Echasana, so that's something that obviously helped him out. It was obviously the right thing for him to do. Okay, that's the Gemara, fine. Now, when you read this Gemara Kipshutai, it sounds like, okay, it's just a matter of like sensitivity. So, Rishon B'Yitzchak felt that obviously for the sake of the Mesamech HaSemekala, it's worthwhile to diminish his dignity. And Rav for the time being, initially thought maybe it's inappropriate. Vice uh, the it is appropriate. So it's a matter of like sensitivity, Kavar Atayra type of thing. But the truth is, is the Achrena point out that there's a halachic problem with this. And Rav wasn't just coming from like, oh, you know, Kavar Atayra, it's not a... Halachically, we know the halacha is... For example, there's a mitzvah of a shavas aveda. Yeah, so the shavas aveda. So it means every Jew, you find something in the street, you have to return it. The Gemara darshins though that if you have a situation where you have a zakin ve'en lefik you have a talmud chacham and he finds something in the street, and the object that he found is not pekavedik for him to carry in the street to return it to to its owner. So it's a mitzvah midraisa, the shavas aveda. Says the Gemara, no. But if it's a zakin ve'en lefik he doesn't do a shavas aveda. And the Gemara Darshan says, and the Gemara uses this, by the way, in other places as well, that Kavar Abrius, the dignity of a Tamar Chacham, uh, overrides mitzvahs, overrides other mitzvahs. So if he's, huh? Kavar Abrius is Shabbos. Kavar right? Yeah, many situations like this. Now, here's the question. When we say that a Zakin, right? So he finds this lost object, he doesn't return it. Does that mean he doesn't have to return it? Or does it mean he's not allowed to return it? The Rambam holds, it means he's not allowed to return it. I mean, it's not just a matter of the Torah says, but if, you, if it's not Lefi Kvaidai, don't worry about it. No, no, no. You're not allowed to. So ask that in one second. So this is not just a matter of like, you know, sensitivity, you know, Rosh Hashanah is embarrassing himself, but you know what? It's for the sake of a mitzvah, and Reb thinks it's inappropriate, Rosh Hashanah feels it is appropriate, it's like a Hashkafic issue. It's not a Hashkafic issue. According to the Rambam, the concept of Zakim by tells you that you are not allowed to do a positive mitzvah if it means it's degrading for your dignity. Well, you, you, you can't violate an Avera, but in terms of not doing a mitzvah, Zakim you are not allowed to do a Shavas So ask Bachrim, Chavisir, and Shuvas asked this. So going over here, a very nice uh, a pillar of fire came. But why? L'chaira, halachically speaking, why was Rishonavri Yitzchak allowed? To uh, be be gay, be pagan in his covet to fulfill the mitzvah. Doesn't say he was. Always says Reb Zera held that way. Reb Zera held that way. That that's that inappropriate. Doing, maybe he held it was appropriate. Obviously, he held it was appropriate, right? 
No, no, no. No, meaning, no, Lachari, no, Lachari, he, he's embarrassing. He, he is doing something that's not, uh, you're saying that he felt that is, is honorable. Yeah, it's honorable. I don't think no, anyone, no. I think everyone would agree that, that seeing uh, Rosh Hashiva, you know, uh, or, you know, the Amara in this case, juggle for Chazan Gala, it was not Levi uh, Chavaydeh. Even at the end, by the way, Reb Zera, even after the, the pillar of fire comes I'm down, right, he's still, it's still a Shtus, but it was, it was Kedai. It was Kedai, right? Okay, so you see such a thing. Okay, so the question is, how halachically was he allowed to do this? Okay, so these are the, Let's just chazer over some of the R's that we had. Again, Nachmo. Point number one was that we saw from the Beis Yosef that the def- definition of Sheva Brachas, let's go back to that, right? The definition of Sheva Brachas was not that you get married, now you have a mitzvah to be happy. There's a time, just like we have by Yantiv, there's a Zman Simcha Seinot designated, this is the time of Simcha. And you have, this is your window of opportunity to shtel to that simcha, to be participate in that joy. And if you miss that window, I'm sorry, the party's over. So too, by Shavrachas, you're not creating the party. You're not creating. If you're creating the party, maybe you could say like that, you create the party a month later. You're not creating it. The party is being created by God, right? And now the, the mitzvah is, you know, show up at the party. If you, that's, that, and if you didn't show up at that time because you're on the train, whatever, okay, so you missed it. That was so. The question at that point was that, that was the the first tar is that why why are we viewing simchas chasam in such a way that it's like a, a zman of of simcha like bayantiv? That was the first tar. <clears throat> the next question we had, <clears throat> the next question was what was the heter for according to Shmuel uh, according to Shmuel Bar Nachmani to look at the kala right and violate the prohibition of lesirachel uh, of avcham. For the purposes of, of Simchas Chasm Akal, how can you violate that? The next question was why, according to Rabbeinu Yaina, does, why does Rabbeinu Yaina hold that for a king to give covet to Chasm Akal, how is that not taking away from the, the covet of the Melech? And the final question we had was according to Rishon Bar Yitzchak, why are you allowed <coughs> to do something which is not Lafi Kvaidai for the sake of Simchas Chasm Lakala? if the Ramam says that you're not allowed to do a Shavu Saved if it's not Lafi Kvaidai and so on. Why is Simchas Chasm Lakala any different? Okay, fine. So I think the answer to all of this is uh, going to be a, a way, I guess, to answer all of this, to explain all of this is based on a Zarah If you take a look at Marmokka number 9, mm-hmm. that should not surprise any of you. So in Marmokka number 9, this is a Zayar in Parshish Truma. Okay? So the Zarah says it's on Kuf Samach Tes in the, in the Zarah Kaddish. So the Zarah is talking about, it starts off talking about, um, or part of this is, 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 is an Indian that we're all very familiar with. You'll see in a second. Ubegin Yekara Dahi Kali La. Says the Zarah Kaddish. Uh, be, for the honor of the higher kalo, just read the words first, which is a divine presence. I guess I'll, I'll explain a little bit background first. The context of the Zayar is talking about that whenever there's a chasana, so who comes to the chasana? So, I mean, you, have some, you need some basic people. You need chasana kalo, you need edim. Rabbi, you know, you, you get away with that really, but you, uh, you need Adem, you need a minion, whatever, you need a caterer and so on, florist, that's what you need. Says the Zara Kaddish, but you should know, by every chasana, the Shechina, Kutshebrichu Shechinte, also comes to the chasana, Kutshebrichu Shechinte. <coughs> what is Kutshebrichu Shechinte? I mean, uh, you know, Kutshebrichu Shechinte, Hashem is Echad, Hashem is one. But there's different aspects of the Rabbani Shalom's presence in the world. There's an aspect of Hashem Yisparach, that, you know, in, in terms of him being ain't saif, infinite, beyond understanding. And then there's a Sadr Banishlalam that he's willing to, to allow, allow us to, allow us to, to, to engage him and to, be, and to be relatable to us. That's called the Shina. The Shina means the divine presence. 
shaykhin, the one that resides in this world, a side of God that's relatable. We have that, right? There's a part of you that that you keep private, and there's a part of you that you share with others. So Rav Hashem could be a whole, so there's a side of him which is infinite, a side of him which is more relatable, tangible, could be a whole, so on. That's Kuchibrich Shkente. He says as our Kaddish, the Rabbanish Shlaylam Bechvaydu Ba'atzmai, his infinite side, his relatable side, comes to the Chasana. Says the Zara Kaddish, that's the background. Says the Zara. Ubegin yakar dehi kali la, and to honor this kala, the higher kala, meaning the Shechina, that's the term that the Zara Kaddish uses for the Shechina, is the kala. So, itzrich lemever chupa de shefiru, bakol tikuni de shefiru, lezimnam le kali la, lehichaza. So, it's appropriate to make a beautiful chupa, a beautiful chupa, for the sake of, for the honor of the Shechina that comes to the Chasana. That's what the Zara says. Huh? Shipur is beautiful, like Shapiro. Like with all the all the trappings, do all the travel, all the you know, do everything that you can in order to make the chupa beautiful. Not you know for the for the sake of the shechina that comes to a chasm. Fine. Kigav nada and says a zayir similar to this idea. The kol gezir de bris Every time you have a bris mila, right? Itzrich laskana kisei achara. You have to prepare a special a special seat. Bishapiro, a very nice seat. Lamari kano de bris. For the honor of another guest that comes by 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 a bris, who comes to a bris yeah. besides the miles the 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 one that the kanoi the asi taman that comes to a bris. So for the honor of the guest of honor, which is elyonavi, so you have kisis shaliyo. That's the czar. So it says the czar. So just like by a bris, you have a special kisis shaliyo. So to be chasen, you should have a special chuppah for the shchin. Okay. Es One second. That's not the minigaylam. When it comes to a bris, there are two seats. There's the seat that the moil sits on, that the uh, the sandik sits on, and then you have a separate seat, kisa shaliyo. So, and the zar says, but the, uh, just like by bris, so too you should have a chupa for the shchina. So you should have two chupas. Mm-hmm. You should have one chupa the chasin kala stand on, and another chupa for the shchina, just like by bris. Comes the ramak. Take a look at Marmok number ten. Is the ramak in the sefer Ar Hachama, and the and the ramak says the following lashon: Shakala ba'atzma hi hakala yaina. The nasis merkava ilal ulakach ein masakmin chup b'shenis like you say shen. Says the Ramak. Here's the distinction. When it comes to a bris, the sandik is not alyonavi. The sandik is a sandik. Alyonavi, whatever that means, alyonavi comes. So fine. So the sandik has his seat, and alyonavi has his seat. Two separate people. But when it comes to a chasana, says the Ramak. What? Who is the chasana kal? It's not the pshat. The chasana kal are two regular people. But at the same time, Kuchabrich Shrinte come to visit the Chasana too. And so Mela, just like you have a Kisa Shil, you should have a chuppah for the Shrin. No, no, no. Says the Ramak. You know what a Chasan is? A Chasan is, the definition of a Chasan and Kala is that they are becoming Merkava, they are becoming a chariot, Kiviachal, for Kuchabrich Shrinte. What is a Chasan? A Chasan is not a human being that's getting married to a Kala who's another human being. It happens to be. It's holy, it's No, no, no. The inyan of chasen and kala, the definition of a person as he is, as he is as a husband to his wife, that relationship of chasen and kala, that's not a human relationship. That's an inyan of kuchabrich shchinte. The Rebbeinu Shlom made this the tachas abriya. You know, for example, the highest madrega Chazal say about the avos hakdashim. Ha'avos heinein hamarkava. They are the chariot. They are the chariot. And as the, 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 the highest madrega is for a human being to literally become. A throne for the Rebbeinu Shlom's presence. That everything that that the, that the, that the Rebbeinu Shlom uh, th- thinks through his mind, speaks through his mouth, like Ma'ish Rabbeinu, the Shchina spoke through his through his through his mouth. 
when Moshe Rabbeinu opened up his mouth, the Shechina was talking. And when, when, when Moshe Rabbeinu picks up his arm, it's the Shechina moving this way, for whatever reason. Avram Avinu, Chazal said that Avram Avinu uh, had a stone on his, on a, he had a necklace with a stone on it, and anyone that was sick would gaze upon that stone, miraculously healed. Uh, how does that work? Where'd that stone go? So the Ishmael just said that that wasn't, Avram Avinu was the embodiment of the Shechinach Daisha, and the heart of Avram Avinu was itself a healing heart. So you looked at Avram Avinu, and Avram Avinu looked at you, all of a sudden your whole life became better. Your whole life blossomed. Because when Avram Avinu looked at you and put his attention upon you, that was the Shechina put his attention upon you. The definition of Chassan and Kala says the, says the Ramak, in, this is why, again, the reason why you don't need a separate Chuppah, because the same Chuppah that the Chassan and Kala said, that is the Chuppah for the Shechina. Because who are the Chassan and Kala? The Indian of Chassan and Kala is Kuchabri When a husband takes care of his wife, and a wife takes care of the husband, and they're together, the Kedusha Tahara and they're Shalom Bayis, that means, that, that is L'Shem Yichah Kedusha B'Shchinte, that is a physical embodiment of the Inyan, of the Rabbani Shloylam, you know, taking his infinite self and residing in our finite world. What's the Tachas of creation? The Tachas of creation is, the Rabbani Shloylam made it a finite world, with Gvulim, and measurements, and this and that and everything specific. But the Tachas Sabri is the Rabbanu Shalom in his infinite self, however this works, should be able to be comfortable in this finite world. That, 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 is, that construct of Kuchabrichu, the infinite God, somehow being able to be experienced through a finite world, that is Kuchabrichu Shrente. That is exactly what's happening with the Chazan and Kala. It's when the guy takes out the trash, it's not the guy taking out the trash. It's... It, 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 it's 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 yichud and the, when the wife uh, prepares supper, that's not making supper. That's yichud So listen, a person can can have many hats, right? So when you're going to work, you're not you're not you're not having a conversation with your coworkers as a chassan. You know what I mean? So those conversations, you're not a merkava. You know, at that, at that moment, because you're not you're not expressing your 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 chassan kite. And when when the kala, you know, when she's uh, hanging out with her friends. You know, or she's talking to her coworkers. She's not talking as a kala, mitzad kala. Even if you know, she could be wearing her wedding ring. She's not. She's not acting as a kala at that moment, so she's not a merkava. But when there's an interaction of people, of a couple, as chasen and kala, that is that is the ending of of the shchinaktaish. That's the merkava for kuchibruch shchinte. And during. So that's always during Sheva Brachis and during the Chat, during the Chup and during Sheva Brachis, what we're celebrating them, we're not celebrating Ruvain and Rivka. We're celebrating Chasin and Kala, Ruvain and Rivka. So who, who are Ruvain and Rivka Stamazai? Regular people. But Ruvain and Rivka Mitzat Chasin and Kala are an embodiment of the they're a Merkava for Gutsubrikhoshente. By the Chasin and by Sheva Brachis, we're not celebrating two human beings uh, deciding to get together. We're 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 celebrating we're we're we're, we're we're, uh, we're creating an environment within which we can celebrate a taste of the Tachlas Abriya, which is Yichud Kuchibrich Hoshchente. So let's go, back, let's go back to some of the Aras. We said, for example, that, you know, let's say, you know, Rabbi Niyonah said that a Melech, a Melech, just as a Melech is 100% appropriate and it doesn't take away from his covet by honoring the Rabbanu Shlalem in covet at Taira, so too doesn't take away any of his covet to honor Chazan Kala. Why not? Chazan Kala. Chazan Kala, they can be peasants and the king is honoring them. How, is, does, not, how does that not take away from his covet? The answer is, it's the same thing. He's not honoring Chazan Kala because it's Ruven and Rivka. 
or it's a uh, Yankel and Sprinza. That's not. He's not. He's honoring. He, he's honoring them. Mitzad Chasinikala. What does it mean Chasinikala? It means Kuchibruchashchente. That's the same Indian as Kavratar. It's the same thing. So therefore, says Rabbi Yehuda very Pasha, just as the Gemara Saita says, Kavratar. Of course, the king should be able to be Michael on his cover for Kavratar. It's not even. It's not be Michael's cover. That. It, it's a, he's upgrade. He, he's 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 honoring something that's above him. So too the chassan and kala. I why does the gemara Ksuba say it was inappropriate? Okay, other people might not hop. Other people might not realize all of this. Or let's say the other example. The gemara said that Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmani said it's mutter. You could look at you could gaze at the face of a kala lechavel baila. I lesisurach lechavel. Okay, lesisurach lechavel is talking about when you're looking at a human being. But when you're looking at the Kala Bashas Chasana and you're looking at her Mitzad Kala, Lechaval Baila, you're not looking at a human being. That's not that's the face of the Shechina. Now less Hilchasakavis say, we don't hold like that, because uh, not everyone is holding by such Maichin. But technically speaking, if you're looking at a Kala Mitzad, her being a Kala, Lechaval Baila, that's not a that's not a human being. You're looking at the Shechina Kdash. That's that's Lyris Panei Adonavai. That's looking at the Rabbanishla. The Gemara said an example of the huh? So let's go, go back to the thing over there. <coughs> One second. First, let's say the answer, and then I'll, you know. So, so, so yeah, step, Stephen is a step back. So he's usually he's usually three steps. It's not so bad. One step is not so bad. So right. So Shmuel Shmuel Rabbi right? So he asked the question. The Rambam said Zakin is not allowed to be Meshavadei. He's not allowed to do something that's beneath his dignity for the sake of the mitzvah. The answer is again, just like the king. Being honoring that's not degrading your dignity. That, that, that's 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 Again, if it's human beings, then yeah, Shmuel Yitzchak is degrading his dignity in order to do that. So Mamela it could be a problem. But if it's if it's if it's chasinikal again, if it's defined, if it's it's kuchabrichashente, that's not a degrading of my covet. Adarabah, that's the greatest covet of all. The Rambam, for example, in the end of um, of Hilchas Lulav, when he talks about the mitzvah of of Simchas Beis so also over there also, yeah, Tanoim mm-hmm. and uh, Tzadikim do strange things, somersaults and all these things. And the Rambam raises the issue; it's, uh, it's a little bit undignified. But says the Rambam, now what are you talking about? That's in the Beis Hamikdash. You're talking about people that are showing simcha over, you know, in the presence of the Rabbanu Shalom. They're trying to be mesamech the Rabbanu Shalom in their avodas Hashem. Says the Rambam, Ein lecha kaved God There's no greater honor than that to be able to be designated as the one to rejoice before the king, the king of all kings. The kanolisi oibizayis. Right. The kanolisi oibizayis. He says not of einah. It's like the Rambam. So, in other words, that same mahalach of the Rambam that it's not a pagam in your kaved. To rejoice in Beis Hamikdash before Hashem—that's the biggest covet in the world. That's exactly what's going on by the by Rishmol Bar Yitzchak celebrating before Chasan and Kala. I, what does the Rabbanu Shalom in Beis Hamikdash have to do with the Chasan and Kala? The answer is that is the Chasan and Kala. That is the Chasan and Kala. I, Reb Zera, I, Reb Zera. So listen, Reb Zera, Reb Zera knew all of this, but the, maybe the question is—I don't know—maybe the question is Reb Zera in or, just like by the halacha of Rishmol Bar Nachmani to look at a Kala. Conceptually, it's true, but you have to, you ha- we, in order to allow yourself to do that, you have to mamish be in such a meichen where you see the kala as an embodiment of the shechina. So, so to over here for Shmuel Bar Yitzchak to lamaisa do something that's undignified because the chas and the kala are these transcendent beings at this moment it requires him to to have such meichen to view them like that. Maybe that's something that Rizir was questioning. 
is Rav Shmuel Baritzchik holding by a madrega that when he sees the chasen and kala, he's seeing something altogether from a higher world. That's something Rav Zera was not sure. Comes the Amuda Denaira, comes the pillar of fire, which, by the way, the pillar of fire is the is representation of the Shechina. And the Shechina comes to, in, in, in tangible form. The Shechina comes, the Rabbanu Shalom's presence comes in tangible form by the Levi of Shmuel Yitzchak to indicate that that the Rishon Yitzchak saw the Shechina also in tangible form by the by the by the, by Mikala says Rizera oh, it was taka appropriate because that that was the question the question was was Rishon Yitzchak holding by such a place that he can see uh, the Rishon like that and that explains that's the Ra the the the, the Benyena that he, that that says. So other people, that's the point. Other people might not hop like Rabbeinu right? The king, Agrippus Melech, it was inappropriate unless it was a side street, not Be'etzim, because other people might not hop this. It might not, they just see a king bowing down, you know, you know, let, letting a chas and a kal go first, human beings. That's Rosera. <coughs> that's similar to Rosera's Taina, right? Yeah, they're just saying that that's not the less chas and say. We don't hold like that, right? Let's go back to the original thing with the Beis Yosef. If you remember the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef also. So then, so why, why is it that the Zman of Simchas Chasim Nakala is being designated like the Rabbanu Shalom is being Kaveh when the party is, and you just show up to the party? Why? It's a human party. Human beings. And was, again, it's based on this idea: Is Chasim Nakala human beings? Is this a human celebration? If it's a human celebration, then like we didn't send out the invitations yet. Like the invitations are sent out a month later when we when we stop traveling. So that's when the party starts. But the answer says the Beis Yosef. This is not your party. This is the Shechina's party. This is the Rabbanishal's party. He sets the set. He, he already sent out the you know, he's, he's decided when this man Asimcha is. You missed it? You missed it. Again, this is the Nakuda. If it's a human celebration of Chas and Nikala, then, then uh, as human beings, we are creating the party and we're not ready for the party yet. But if it's the Rabbanishal celebration, well, I'm sorry, you're not on the same time, time frame as the Rabbanishal. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. You're not. That, that's, that, that's not his problem. Huh? So Avelos is the Rabbanu Shalom. The Rabbanu Shalom is, there's a mitzvah of Avelos too, and as the Rabbanu Shalom is deciding which, which the, que, the question is why is the Rabbanu Shalom the one that's deciding when the Zman of the Simcha is? So the answer is because it's his Simcha. Mm-hmm. So if he also tells you, it's the same God that says rejoice, he's the same God that tells you to be Mesavah by Avelos. So obviously, you know, you have to figure what the Rabbanu Shalom has decided, but it's up to him. It's up to him. Let's end off just quickly with one. Uh, oh, it's well, it's late already. But one, uh, one, one final thing, very quickly, is the Gemara in Ksubis. Tanarabana. It's a famous Gemara. We'll just go quickly. Tanarabana. Kates Yeah, everyone knows. What do you say to a kala? So beishami oimrim kala kameishi. You say it like it is. Uh, whatever, whatever. You know, if you can come up with good things, then good. If not, then. Uh, it is what it is. They still I mean, no, no, no. You always say Kalanava Chasuda. You always say Kalanava Chasuda. Omerlem Beishamil Vesil. So Beishamil says to Vesil, one second. Harisha Haisa Chigeris, right? Aisuma. She's uh, physical blemishes and not doing well. I remember Kalanava Chasuda. That's what you're going to say. But I tell you, Ramid, Rashakir Tirchak. You can't lie. So Omerlem Beisil Beishamil, so Vesil responds. One second, and according to you, Misha Lokach Mekach Ra Min Ashok. A guy buys a, you know, an ugly painting or something from the Shuk. Yishav Chen Abeinav? Or Yignen Abeinav? Do you say, oh, that's such a nice painting? Or, or, or do you say the truth? So there's, there's an end of lying, but the, we push, we, we lie for the sake of Shalom. You do such a thing. Have you? I'm Yishav Chen You say the truth. You say, you say, you say uh, what needs to be said for the sake of Shalom. So, Okay, so and Basil and, and Bishami presumably agrees to that. 
So now the question is back. So why why would Beis Shammai be so makbid on Emes over here? So Marmokka number 12, Taisvis over there in the Gemara says, Beis Shammai Savri. So again, Beis Shammai agrees that if you see a guy that's walking home with like this ugly painting, you say, oh, that's such a nice painting. You know it's not true. Because Shalom overrides peace, overrides Emes. Mm-hmm. What about over here? So why can't you just say, Kalanova Chasuda? Even though it's true that you would just praise the kala, uh, that you would praise the painting, so why not over here? But it says to make a nusach and to make a halacha kavua for all of Klai Yisrael that the automatic response is always kalanov chasuda, and that is a lie we can't do on an individual basis. You know, okay, you do that. But for Chazal to say, Bikviyas, for all of Kalah Yisrael, to establish a halacha, to lie, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. So, okay, so what does Basil, Basil respond? The answer is, according to all of this, this could be part of the issue. Are you looking at them as human beings? If you're looking at them as human beings, then yeah, some human beings are more attractive than others. So then you have an issue. Am I lying? Am I not lying? Am I making a... Am I making a... So to say, and to make that standard nusach, that means Chazal are making a standard rule that everyone has to lie, and it's not so nice for Chazal to do that. But if you're looking at it from the opinionistic way, that's not... You're talking about the Shechina Kedosh. The Shechina Kedosh is Kalanov Chasuda. It's not lying at all. It's not lying at all. In Chitzonius, it might seem to be lying. In Pneumius, Bechlan, not lying. So this is the issue. This is the machlokes. According to Basil, everyone agrees to these two points, which is on the outside, if mitzad human beings, you might be lying. Mitzad the shechina, avada, you're not lying when you say kalan of chasuda. So this is the machlokes. Would Chazal be willing to establish a standard nusach for all of Kala Yisrael to say, no matter what the situation is, kalan of chasuda, which would be lying on a, on a human level, on a superficial level, but it's really not lying on a pedimistical level. So this is where Beis Shami Vesel disagree. Beis Shami says, listen, in Chitzainius, superficially <coughs> on the outside, human being level, you're lying. It's inappropriate. Basil says, maskim, but on a pedimistical level, who the chasen kal is, which is the very reason why you're celebrating to begin with, b'chalan not lying. Kalan of chasuda, the shechinak daisha, is kalan of chasuda. So here we pass in... Right. Oh, here we do. Because that's, that's, that, that, that's the only way to celebrate. That's what Chasen is about. Okay, so Hashem should help us. We should to take out the garbage, you know, and do all the things that a good Chasen has to do for a Kala, the Kala do for Chasen. But this is the Ikarin of Shalom Bayes, is to realize that, that, that when you act Mitzar Chasen and Kala, it's a Tefillah, it's a Yichur, it's a Tfam Shnavayda. Okay. Shem Zaychat. Where's the Mitzvah? That's when the recording ends. Okay, so we're going to do that. Okay, that was good.